How do you think through all of the difficult issues that we're confronted with today? How do you interpret these things? How do you understand what's going on and how do you respond? How do you determine how you respond to everything the world throws at us? It's a significant question because if we're not intentional about working through the issues, we often will just uh, fall upon uh, whatever uh, person consults us last or someone we trust and we just will follow the lead, maybe just follow the crowd. And if the crowd's going in the right direction, that's good. But as Christians, we're called to really consider things, work through some issues, and decipher God's will in the midst of everything. And so that's the challenge today. And I think that we see some answers to those questions in the book of Daniel chapter 4. We're continuing through this series called The Toppled Tree. I'm Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here's your 7 at 7 devotion. It's designed to encourage you and set you up at the beginning and end of your week on Mondays and Fridays. And so we're looking at part two of the toppled tree where Nebuchadnezzar finds help. He is confronted with something he doesn't understand and he goes to find help and he actually does go to the right place. Do we go to the right place? Well, we've got a little bit of ground to cover, so let's go ahead and read the passage together and then we'll talk more about it. We're going to go through verses 4 through 9, and then we're going to jump down to verse 18, because I think it helps us focus on uh, on the solution to these questions. So, without further ado, let's read. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at home in my palace, contented and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. So I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. When the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners came, I told them the dream, but they could not interpret it for me. Finally, Daniel came into my presence, and I told him the dream. He is called Belteshazzar, after the name of my God, and the spirit of the holy gods is in him. I said, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream. Interpret it for me. Jumping down to verse 18. This is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, Belteshazzar, tell me what it means, for none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me. But you can, because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. So much there, but what we see is that just as before we were introduced to this chapter with a celebration of the work of God, now we get the backstory. Now we get to jump in and find out what caused Nebuchadnezzar's uh, celebration, joy, and recognition of the Most High God. And it, be- it begins with a dilemma, a problem. He has a terrible dream. And of course, he's had a terrible dream before, but it's been several years. In fact, it might have been as, as much as uh, 30 years after the dream that he had in chapter 3. And he had not had a dream like this for quite a while. And you can remember you can remember how upset he was before. He threatened to kill all of his wise men. So in this dream, it shakes his world. Have you ever had a dream or a premonition of what was coming that really just shook you to the core? A bad dream that shook you out of your sleep, that, that you just uh, were so glad that it wasn't true or you were fearful that it might become true. So he calls in his experts, right? He, he calls in all of the magi, all the wise men, all the diviners, yet... Uh, they can't help him understand this dream. Now, this seems a little different than the years before where he may have been testing his wise men. Uh, Now he seems to trust them. He gives them the dream, but they don't have the ability to help. 
Have you ever been in this position where a dilemma comes, you don't know what to do, maybe it's a job loss, a bad diagnosis, there's a divorce or marital problems, things are going on, a sickness in the family or for yourself, and you don't know what to make of it. What do you do? You call the experts, but what if they don't offer help? You know, uh, there's a, a, a funny saying from Navy Law, it says, if you can keep your head when all about you, others are losing theirs. This is a famous poem. But the answer here is maybe you just don't understand the situation. Maybe you should panic. Maybe there are times to be worried and nervous. But the Bible gives us a better way. See, enter Daniel, right? Then Daniel comes in. And the first thing we notice in this passage is he's called Daniel by Nebuchadnezzar. And then Nebuchadnezzar explains that he renamed Daniel Belteshazzar. But he wants everyone to know that Daniel, the name that means God is my judge, is come and that Daniel is going to bring help. We see this, uh, that he's filled with the spirit of the gods, this, this idea that maybe uh, Nebuchadnezzar hasn't ceased to be a polytheist, but he does recognize there is a most high God above the others, and Daniel has the spirit of the Lord. He's about 50 years of age, and he comes to bring help. And so the dream is told to Daniel. The expression is given that Daniel is a mystery solver. He had solved the most difficult challenge years before, and he has come to reveal to Nebuchadnezzar what this dream means. And of course, we're going to get into the dream next time. But knowing this, we then finish out the chapter or the, the section here where he tells the dream and he recognizes, Daniel, you can do this because God's spirit is in you. So as Christians, we have to recognize that we have the same spirit in us that Daniel had, that the Holy Spirit has indwelled us. And that is going to give us the ability to, to sift through all the information and the things that are thrown at us and that we sift through the world and the challenges and the fears and all of those things, we don't just make emotional responses. We don't just follow the crowd. What we do is we take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of, the, uh, word of God, the Bible, and we go to God's men, God's designated people. Daniel was God's man for Nebuchadnezzar. For us, we go to the Scripture, to those that God gave the revelation, and we work through it. We understand the issues. We go to our Bible teachers at our church. We go to our pastors, our preachers, and those that God has given a special discretion of understanding to help us work through these things so that when we have to work through hard issues, we're not on our own. We have God's Holy Spirit in us. We have access to God's holy people that he has set aside for that purpose to study themselves approved, workmen that don't need to be ashamed to help divide the word of truth for us. And then we act. We act as God calls us to act. And Nebuchadnezzar will act. Unfortunately, there's some uh, things that happen in the meantime. You know, we don't get shaken. Calvin Miller talks about Christians being Christaholics, uh, that they're just looking for an escape. But we as Christians are not looking for an escape. We are going to carry the cross of Christ. So take up the armor, take up the sword, and go forward today. God bless and take care.